And welcome to On Wednesdays, we watch One Tree Hill, the podcast where a bunch of nostalgic millennials sit around and talk about a TV show from the early 2000s that they either grew up with or have never seen before in their entire lives. As always, I am one of your co-hosts, Brody, and joining me as always is Jesse. Hello. And Caitlin. Hi. And today we are going to be talking about season one, episode 20 of One Tree Hill, titled What Is and What Should Never Be, which is a song by Led Zeppelin. I love this, like, hard turn from, like, early 2000s indie type music. Like, obviously, Dave Matthews and Sheryl Crow aren't indie, but, like, these bands I've never fucking heard of before. And then all of a sudden, the end of last episode, we've got Everybody Hurts, and now we've got a Led Zeppelin song as the title. And before that was Radiohead, which was just good. Yeah, no, no, no. It's good. I like Peyton's on an 80s metal kick. She is. Right? She's listening to some rat, which I totally love that she's (laughs) listening to rat with two T's. I love it so much. (laughs) We're getting ahead of ourselves, but I just wanted to throw that out there. Yes. So, yeah. So we open up the episode on Nathan's apartment. There's a lot of people at Nathan's apartment who are passed out from the night before because they had a hell of a party, it looks like. And we even get to Nathan's bed and it. Looks like it's Nathan face down in the bed. Yeah. And with with some blonde skanky chick who is not not Haley. Haley. But then thankfully it fades away and we see Nathan is actually in Haley's bed. And it turns out Nathan snuck out of his own apartment and snuck into Haley's house because Tim keeps inviting all these people over to Nathan's house for these parties that Nathan's like, I don't even want to have a party, Tim, but okay, great, whatever. Shitty Tim ruins everything. Really, he does. So Haley decides, fine, if you want a party, we're going to throw a take back the party party. Because that's what Haley says. And she says that she's going to plan it all. Nathan won't have to do anything. It's her gift to him. She's going to plan the party. It's going to be a small, fun, little intimate party just between some really good friends. Jesse, you're getting ahead of yourself. It's fine. No, no, I'm not. Because (laughs) as soon as I Because that's how every single high school trope party starts. (laughs) Is somebody saying, oh, yeah. And And by somebody, I mean the previously uncool person who has never hosted a party before who is now cool and does not understand what they're getting themselves into it's like yeah, yeah we'll keep it small intimate and then it's a fucking rager and like that's bogey lowenstein's party i mean come on <laughs> yeah like there's no like getting she's not getting ahead of herself that's just like no. the moment she was like yeah we'll keep it low-key i was like no you won't I've seen a movie and television before. I know what's about to happen. (laughs) Right? Yeah. So then we cut to immediately Haley inviting the first person to the party, which is her new BFF, Peyton. Yes. Yes. She invites Peyton, which is very cute and very fun. Then we move on to Keith coming into the cafe to tell Karen that he actually has an interview for a teaching position to teach shop in Charleston at a high school in Charleston. And I love that for him. Right? Karen's a little taken aback, but she's happy for him. And Lucas then walks through and tells, says hi to Keith. And, and Keith tells him, I assume you're going to practice, right? And Lucas is like, yeah, I'm going to practice. My shoulder's all healed. I'm good. I can play again. Yeah. yeah. And... <laughs> What was so he leaves? Point? I don't know what that was. <laughs> Do you know what that was? I don't know what that was. It's <laughs> That's fine. why I asked. I don't know what that was. It's fine. And 
Lucas leaves and then Karen tells Keith that, you know, Lucas is definitely going to miss Keith when he leaves. The sad thing is that Lucas has no idea that Keith's leaving yet. He kind of alluded to it last episode. Sort of, but not like overtly telling him that like. He said there's going to be a time when I'm not necessarily as close as I am right now, but I'll always love you and care about you and be part of your life. Yeah. But I mean, I'm sure to Lucas, who is just worried about the fact that, oh, my God, I'm becoming a daddy. Yeah, that was that didn't enter his brain at all that Keith was leaving. Like, that's not, you know, Yeah, no. Lucas had a few other things on his mind last episode, but yeah, Brooks and baby. Yep. But also, you know, Keith is saying this, but prior to I mean, well, not even prior to, but at this point, like Keith and Karen have been on the outs for weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, regardless of the fact that Lucas doesn't know about the proposal or that Keith is yeah. thinking about leaving town, like, in Keith Lucas's hasn't been around world, as much as he normally was. Yeah. In Lucas's world, Keith hasn't been around that much anyway. So it's probably not something that crossed his mind for that reason, on top of the fact that, you know, he's like, holy fuck, I'm going to be a dad. Like, right. yeah. but also just Keith generally has not been around much because Keith and Karen are on the outs. Yeah. Yeah. So then we go to um, practice, and I was shocked when I first saw this. Nathan actually says encouraging words to Lucas at practice when Lucas sucks at shooting free throws or three pointers or whatever the hell he's shooting. This also free throw, I believe. It was no, it was uh, it was just a. Oh no, it was a three pointer. It was a three pointer. I think he was on the three point line. Yeah, (laughs) something along those lines. Who knows? But yeah, he was shooting the ball into the hoop. Just, yes. just putting it right in there. No, this Great solidified time. my theory from a few episodes ago that Lucas keeps all of his basketball skill in his spleen. And when they took his spleen out, it's not there anymore because uh, he's bad at basketball now. Yeah. But Nathan said he was going to get better at it. So that's nice. It's very nice. Yeah. No, it was a very nice they're, brother they're, moment. They're not fighting anymore. They don't hate each other as much as they used to, or yeah. maybe even if at all, who knows? I'll take it. Yeah. So Lucas actually stays late after practice to keep shooting and he still sucks. And Peyton comes in um, to get her bag from cheerleading or something. And she sees him and they chat and she's like massaging his shoulder. Oh my God. (laughs) His guns though. For a man who has not been able to work out that fucking arm. It was like one of those cheesy, like, Oh, have you, uh, have you seen over in that direction? Like that is the. Total you can tell that's exactly what they were going for. Of just like we need some sex appeal for a hot second. Um, let's find a reason for Chad to flex for a yep. intermittent amount of time yep. while Hillary Burton just you know f- rubs him down. Yep, it's fine. It's fine. I hate it. <laughs> I did not enjoy that. <laughs> Oh, I thought it was hilarious. I loved it, every it, second. I enjoyed it. Yeah. So, but they are interrupted by Brooke, who then just makes a bitchy quip and storms out. And Peyton has had enough. She runs after and confronts Brooke about everything and tells her that she's done apologizing to her. And if she can't accept it and move on, then they're done. They're no longer friends. Yeah. And Brooke is like, good, fine. And Peyton's like, fine, whatever. So Peyton's giving up on the friendship before Brooke was the one who was done and Peyton was going to try really hard. And now Peyton's just done because yeah. you know what? I kind of don't blame her. No, I kind of don't blame her. There's only so you know? much someone can push you away before you're exactly. like, fine, I'm gone, you know, yeah. and yeah. 
Brooke was such a bitch is being su- like, I understand we love Brooke, um, but she's being such a bitch. No, these are not good episodes. These for her. Are, and I'm like, no. I'm objective enough in my like love for these characters that I can sit here and yeah. be like, yes, I love Brooke, but this was not a good look for her. No. Like, and also no. just the fact that, you know, she's, she's been, she spent the last what six episodes now pushing Peyton away and telling Peyton to fuck off and Fe- and Peyton's finally like fine I'll fuck off and the yeah. look on Brooke's face when Peyton is like fine I'll fuck off is like wait what no you weren't supposed to do that right like- well and the thing is is like I it, I think it's even longer than that I feel like because it's been because what there's like a month between one of the one of those episodes so it's been months of them not talking to each other at this point and it's yeah I get it I'm team Peyton on this one at this point like enough is enough you you don't have to stay friends but you can at least you know move on and not be bitter enemies anymore about it like Jesus that's my thought but it's yeah so that happened we then move on to a really cute scene that I adored between Haley and Nathan and Tim (laughs) Which is just kind of, it just kind of sets up the new par for the course for Nathan's new apartment, you know, that Tim's going to be there and they're going to hang out and play video games and drink Gatorade and Haley's going to show up with food and um, they have a really cute scene between Nathan and Haley where they're both like, you better be glad Tim's here because if he's not, you know, things I do. And then they both at the same time go, Tim, go home. And it's adorable. (laughs) How it was like, a very like go home, Roger. Yeah, right? like, literally. It was one of those things. That was it the was vibe. The was go same home, energy. <laughs> yes, yes. As if Tim's name was actually Roger or Urkel or any yeah. of those. Yeah. Go home, Roger. Yeah. Oh God, I need to watch Sister Sister. Um, oh, it's so good. So good. Yeah. So I mean, I thought that was absolutely adorable because it just shows that yes, Nathan and Haley, they're in a great place. They're good. Life is good. Um, have we? They haven't had sex yet, right? No. No. Okay. No. They're going to make a bigger deal about that when that finally <laughs> happens, right? Like, yes. Okay. Yes, they will. Yeah. Trust me, Jesse. Trust me when I say it is a big deal that is made of when they I have the coitus. assumed so, but I just wanted to. They're not going to tease us for this many episodes for it to just be a thing. Like, no, it's it's a big deal. Good. Trust me. And you, Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I can't wait till the, when that happens, actually, to get your reaction. I read a lot of romance books. Uh, generally, I don't like a slow burn, but sometimes they make it worth it. And this better be worth it. That's all I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> am I a 30 something year old woman just like really rooting for a couple high schoolers to fuck right now? Yeah, sure. I uh, just have one word to say about all of that. Jessie. Interesting. Again, interesting. Go fuck yourself. Interesting. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> You're interesting. Oh, uh, yeah. No, but it also, this scene also does give me my favorite, one of my favorite lines this episode, which is Tim calling Nathan King Doll of coolness. <laughs> that sent me. Like, <laughs> it was just like, because yeah, no, apparently everyone's realized, wait, Haley's cool. So, yeah. Right. 
Because we have had little vignettes this whole time of, you know, and this is actually what happens after that, um, where of like Haley's talking to these people and they're like, Haley, it's so cool that you're having a party at Nathan's place. Like, it's just cool. So, yeah, apparently Nathan is the king my doll of cool. Uh, yes. Fucking damn. She's uh, oh, waltzing in like she hasn't been bitchy as fuck to Haley for the last 12 episodes. <laughs> yep. Being so like, yeah, when's before- the party? Am I invited? Yeah. 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 Ugh. So Brooke, yeah. And Haley's like, no, because it's just for close friends. And I'm inviting Lucas and Peyton and you don't like either one of them. So right. why would we invite you? Like, also, you made never- your bed. Lie in it. Bitch. But also, they're not friends. They've never no. been friends. No, they're not friends at all. So there's that. But yeah. And I did skip one little thing before that is... Before Tim leaves, because he doesn't leave when Haley and Nathan tell him to leave, but he does leave when Dan barges into Nathan's place. Wouldn't pissed off <laughs> that Nathan sold the Mustang. And he so gives Nathan an ultimatum. He can either give him the money that they he got from the car, or he can keep the money and come home with Dan to the beach house. He's been emancipated. Nathan, Why? Nathan, Nathan promptly writes him a check. <sighs> And tells his dad to F off, pretty much. Yeah, no, that's what, what Dan is doing is illegal, right? Yeah. Like, I don't is- think so, because even though he, I, this is, see, I was wondering about this too, and I'm wondering if, because I'm guessing the car, even though he gave it to Nathan as a gift, I'm guessing the car name. is not in Nathan's name. Yeah. yeah. Like, Dan's name is Dan's probably name. on the title. So, if I had, like, because I was yeah. trying to think about that, and I was like, is this illegal, like, technically? But I feel like Dan is exactly the sort of manipulative asshole that would use the car as a leverage point in that he could be like, I gave it to you, but I can take it away because my name is, like, the title is in my name, not yours. Yeah, that was Which his is- manipulation car. So, like, that's the whole reason Nathan had the car in the first place. Yeah, mm-hmm. so him, so him, like, Nathan selling it and Dan being like, you have to give me the money for it. Like, yes, it was a very shitty thing to do. But legally, I think Nathan might have been in the wrong because the title wasn't in his name. Yeah. Like, it, like if, cause if I had to guess, like, obviously I don't know because this is a made-up TV show, but... Either way, what Dan did was fucking shitty. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And then because of all that, Nathan and Haley are going to the mall and they're talking about jobs. And then they see a help wanted sign at the pretzel kiosk at the mall. And the dude hires Nathan right on the spot. So now Nathan works at the pretzel kiosk. Great. 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 Moving on to then we get to Lucas, who comes over to Peyton's place, and he's returning a CD. Um, I think it was her blackout CD, I think is what he said it was. And um, Peyton tells him that she and Brooke are no longer friends, that she's done. And in that same stroke, she kind of tells, she invites Lucas to go to Haley's party together. She's like, hey, we should go together. But I will say, what I love more than anything is the fact that Peyton has a list on her door. Her of petty wall missing... art of all the <laughs> I mean, it's, well, it's so cute because it's just all the stuff because you know she changes it like daily because you can see on the wall, you can see the little um, 
HJ plus NS and a heart that she did for Haley and Nathan's on her wall. And then on her door, she's got literally a list of CDs that are missing that people have borrowed. Because whenever she gets the blackout CD back from Lucas, she crosses it off on her door, which I love. I'm like, yes. Most people use a post-it. Peyton Sawyer uses her whole goddamn door and makes it a decoration. And I love it. (laughs) I love it so much. I mean, she's going to have to redecorate her room in, what, two weeks now? Like, what's I think her next yeah. big she's coming up on it. Like yeah, she's like, coming up on it again. We're going to contractually obligate her to actually, you know, change her room. She's already rearranged it once again, though, because the bed's now, like, in that kitty corner position. Well, yeah, oh, yeah right. Where it wasn't before. So, yeah. 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 She got in a fight with Brooke. She had to redecorate her room. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just shocked we didn't get a full repaint job this time. But she's keeping, she's keeping, you know. Well, she's keeping the one it that like helped her. That's true. That's she true. She has three friends. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they did it with three of them before. She just doesn't right. have Lucas. Well, the three of them together or, was I mean, the Brooke. problem, Jesse. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What happens next on One Tree Hill, Brody? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <clears throat> yeah. So what happens next is uh, Nathan is having some problems at the pretzel kiosk. Hotshot can't twist a pretzel, pretzel to save his goddamn life. Listen, I mean, he can, though. Royally. Listen, this whole <laughs> montage... Apparently, apparently his manager, Greg... harder than it looks. His manager, Greg, is really good at it. His name is Gary? Gary, <laughs> Greg, whatever the hell it was. Uncultured swine? <laughs> Do we give a crap about if his name is Greg or Gary at this point? I mean, I don't, but you call... Like, if you call him Greg and I hadn't corrected you, somebody else would. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Would yeah, get no, his, name's comment that, like, um, his name was Gary. You're wrong. <laughs> Wouldn't be I'm the first time I'm wrong. It's not going to be the last. I'm saving, as, as our social media manager, I'm saving future me some time. Great. Great. <laughs> Let me tell you something Great. about this montage, though. This uh, They keep trying to tell me that Nathan is bad at pretzels. But I love a soft pretzel. Soft pretzels, yeah. one of my favorite foods on the planet. I don't food. care. I don't care what fucking shape they are. I would eat the floor pretzels from later in the episode. I would eat all of his weird oblong pretzels. Let me have them. I'm pretty all. sure. Don't we have to get a pretzel like every time we go to a concert? You and I, Jesse, like, isn't that a requirement that we have to get a pretzel every time we go? I love the pretzels. Yeah. I mean, if I go to a restaurant and they have a pretzel and like cheese dip uh, oh, on their appetizer menu, I guarantee you I'm going to get it. There oh, used to and be like a when restaurant. I go to the theme parks, I get drunk at the theme parks and how, how, fuck, I just broke my nail. But, <laughs> but how my, like, my best friend who lives in Florida, like, knows that I'm drunk and that I'm like good and drunk is I'll look at him and just go, I need a pretzel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I literally did that this weekend because one of my favorite pizza places that's local, they now have a new appetizer. That is a giant pretzel (gasps) that is covered in salt and everything bagel seasoning and is served with beer, cheese and mustard. It is so good. It is so good. Why would they put the bagel seasoning on it? Because it's so good. No, I need it. No, we used to get a pretzel sponsor. Yeah. Right. Can we get a pretzel? You're listening and you have connections. (laughs) To the soft pretzel brand that you see in the grocery store, whose name I'm not thinking of right now, because it's not Snyder's. But if you have soft pretzel connections, hook a girl up. Our DMs are open. 
Yes. Yes. God. <laughs> Anywho, what happens next well, yeah, is... Birdie, I needed to talk about soft pretzels. Listen. No, I'm, I'm so down for it because I just realized that all three of us love a soft pretzel There's so much. Nothing better. Oh. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. So then Nathan realizes that Gary is actually his classmate. He goes to Tree Hill and he's in Nathan's history class and he bullied him last year at homecoming. <laughs> Nathan doesn't realize it. Nathan is told. Yeah. Yeah. Nathan is told and we learn that Nathan doesn't remember. Nope. He doesn't remember shoving poor Gary in a locker at homecoming. Or the fact that they're in the same history class. Exactly. Oof. Yeah. <sighs> Oof. Oof, Nathan. Oof. He's not perfect yet. He's... Nope. Nope, nope, nope. So yeah, then we go to the cafe where Karen is wrapping up a tie as a present for Keith. And then Lucas catches her with said tie. And he's like, what's the tie for, mom? And she proceeds to tell Lucas that Keith is thinking about leaving Tree Hill. And then she tells him about the proposal. To which then Lucas immediately runs off to daddy, Uncle Keith's to talk. And yeah. Keith gives him some wonderfully non-fatherly advice and says that he can always turn to him no matter what, no matter if he's in town or not. That's pretty much it. It's, it's yeah, one And then of those- my heart broke because Lucas said, I wanted you to be my dad. Yeah. Yep. And I just fucking too. shattered me. Oh, like I wanted him to be your dad too, Lucas. We all wanted him to be more than just daddy, uncle Keith. We wanted him to be daddy Keith. Or officially yeah. Daddy Uncle Officially Keith. Daddy Keith. Adopted <laughs> Daddy Keith. Daddy Uncle. No, he's still the uncle, too. Yeah, that's true. I just, it just was just so sad. because, And just the fact that he, Lucas realizes, like, he's been so, so caught up in his own shit that he didn't realize that the heartfelt monologue Keith gave him last episode about, like, I'm always going to be proud of you. I'm always going to be around was also because of this thing that was going on with him and Karen that Lucas didn't know about. Right. And so, like, as soon as he hears, like, oh, my mom broke your heart, it's like, I gotta go. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. what a bro move from right? Lucas Eugene Scott. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get uh, Deb coming to the cafe, and she laments to Karen about the fact that, you know, Dan won't give her a divorce, but Nathan didn't think twice about it for, by emancipating himself. And she then asks Karen if that partnership offer that Karen asked her a couple weeks ago, if it was still on the table. And Karen's like, yeah, of course it is. So, yay, those two are going to go into business together, which is great. I completely forgot that that was a conversation they had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had it a couple weeks ago. It was right around the time of the divorce, right? It was I around the remember. time of the divorce. It was around the time that I think Lucas may have just come out of a coma. Yeah, I was going to say, it yes. would have been right after she got back from Italy, right? Yeah. Because yeah. Deb was all like, I actually had a lot of fun like running this place. And also, your son is in the hospital. Like, you need my help, bro. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really sweet that the two of them, now they're going to go into business together, which is fun. Yay. And then Keith comes in and Karen gives him the tie. And there's this really, it's this weird moment that's like, it's very nostalgic in one way. And I think that's how they made it because this entire time that this scene's going on, 
Karen is holding baby Jenny because Jake is apparently working. Mm-hmm. So Jenny is in Karen's arms this whole time. And so then she has Keith hold baby Jenny while she fixes his tie. And it, like for me personally, I just couldn't help but like have a flashback of like, oh, this totally happened 17 years ago with Lucas. But not only that, it's a glimpse into what their life could have been if Karen hadn't just completely annihilated Keith. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Exactly. It's a nod to the past, a nod to the what if. And it's, yeah, it's kind of heartbreaking in a really sweet way of her fixing his collar and looking at him and him looking at her. And you can tell that there's definitely still feelings there. Yeah. But they just it it doesn't work right now for some reason. And it makes me sad. I loved the tie moment. I yeah. First of all, that is how Keith should have showed up to propose to fucking Karen. Are you kidding me? He showed up in his fucking Carhartt jacket and his acid wash jeans and his work boots. He's like, hey, bitch, I love you. Will you marry me? And it's like, no, you show up in that fine ass suit you just put on for your job interview. I don't care if it's a clip on tie, though. The clip on tie did destroy me when he's like, well, let's take this shit off. Great. Oh my god. That is so Keith though. That's so Keith. And it's the fact so that Keith. Karen knew to tie it for him yes. and have it pre-tied is just Because she knows him so well. They're best friends, They're according best to Karen. Yeah. No, I the tie thing, the fact that it was pre-tied in the box because she's like, Keith has no idea how to do this himself. You know, it was just Yeah. Like I'm like, this is how you should have showed up to confess your undying love and propose to the woman you've loved for 16 years. Like, yeah. what What are you doing? Yeah. What was that other thing? Yeah. Then we move on back to Nathan, and he finds out he has to stay late at work because someone called in sick. And because Nathan sucks at this job, and so he's behind on a bunch of stuff, which means... That he's going to be there late and he's going to miss probably most of his party that Haley's throwing for him. Wah wah. Sad day. Then. Uh-oh. Yeah. And also then, Gary slash Greg just living his best life. Getting to just, boss Nathan around. Just. He is on he's such a power high. Like. It's so funny. He's um, thrilled. The actor who plays Gary slash Greg. Um, was in the Broadway cast of Spring Awakening. Um, oh. But he was also in um, Our Lips Are Sealed, the Mary-Kate and Ashley movie. <gasps> oh. Um, I thought he looked really familiar. Thank you. Like, okay, because I was also wondering where I knew him from, aside from this show. Yeah. He played So he played Moritz in the first national tour of Spring Awakening. Oh. And then he also played Moritz um, on Broadway after uh what's his nuts left john gallagher Mm -hmm. jr yeah um and then he was he looks like a moritz yeah yeah he was jesse our lips are sealed there we go so yeah and then we cut over to keith who has his job interview and they psych us out because they make it almost seem like he's not gonna do well at his job interview but it turns out no he does very well because he has a brother who's an ass, and the guy who's hiring him is also got an ass for a brother. So, wahoo, that happened. Keith just purely being himself. And right. then, like, having, like, straight up being like, well, but what did, what did he say? He was like, well, the 
the new owner is my brother. My brother's an ass. And then just the the pure look of terror on his face when he mm-hmm. realizes that he just called Dan an ass in a job interview. In a job interview. <laughs> like, you could tell this man has not had many interviews in his life. Nope. No. No. He just because he has I mean, he hasn't needed to, but it's just so funny. Like, just like that, that, that beat after he says, and my brother's an ass, like where it just the camera stays on him. And he just like that look of sheer terror. Like, yep. <laughs> it just yeah. it made me laugh really hard this time. And I just because it's just, you know, bless it's very him. Keith. It's very Keith. It was a very Keith moment. Yeah, so then we get to Haley getting ready for the party, and she's there at Nathan's place with Mouth. Mouth is providing the tunes. DJ Minkus in the house. DJ Mouth. Also, can we talk about the fact that she was like, yeah, this is a low-key party, and her friend is fucking DJing. Right. Like, I don't know what Haley's definition of low-key is, but when I tell my friends to come over for a low-key hang... I'm not hiring a DJ. I'm like turning on my Spotify playlist. Well, she said it was a party, so it's not I a mean, hang. Yeah, I but mean, also in their defense, they didn't have Spotify playlists back then. Right, but she's got Peyton, the queen of the mix CD. It's true. Yeah, but she's known Mouth a bit longer than Peyton. And Mouth is probably guess. like, hey. It just, it just seems yeah. really extra for a low-key party. Honestly, what probably happened was Minkus came up to her and said, "Hey, I heard you're having a party. Can I DJ it?" And she she was like, "Yeah, sure, mouth. You certainly sure. can, mouth. Never, never. Oh, you will. Nope. You will. Oh, sweetie, trust me, you will. Anyway, then we get a really cute moment between Lucas and Peyton, um, where he comes over and he's like, "I have a present for you," and she's like, "Oh, okay. I love presents." And he gives her the first Tesla record, which is amazing because she's been on an 80s metal kick, like she'd said before. She said before she was really into an 80s metal kick, so that's why she was listening to Rat. And so that's why he gave her the Tesla record. And she says, okay, cool. I got you something, too. It's a high five. Do you want it now or later? And he's <laughs> like, no, it works. And it's adorable. I really I like that. So much. They're trying like, so hard to be friends, and they're actually not doing a terrible job at it. Oh, no, they're like, doing great. It's this like the, you can tell that they're turning a corner here between the two of them. Of like, we can be friends. This is great. Like, it works in some weird way. It works for them to be friends yeah. that. And then we cut back over to Nathan's apartment, and turns out Tim, being shitty Tim that he is, invited a butt ton of people that don't even know who Haley or Nathan really are. And Haley's just not happy about or it at even all. who Tim is. Tim is yeah. like, I don't know who these people are. It's a party. Right. Right. You, you wanted people to come, right? It's like not strangers. Yeah. No, no people. We know at least Jesus. Ugh. But then we get another scene that I, I don't know if I like it, but it's very entertaining. Brooke finds herself back at the fun bucket bar. What we're calling it from now on, the fun bucket bar. <laughs> and she's getting drunk. At, she's getting drunk at the fun bucket bar because, you know, yeah. Yeah. BB. Yeah. The FBB, the fun bucket bar, as we're now calling it from now on. I don't know if it actually has a name, but from now on, it's called the fun bucket bar. She blows off a really creepy guy who tries to, you know, hit on her. And that gets the attention of Nikki. The devil. <laughs> She's like and a cockroach. The devil. 
And they end up chatting and Brooke kind of spills the beans to Nikki about Lucas and Peyton and everything. Cause Nikki's going to put a curse on him. Cause she's a witch. Brooke's just literally sitting at that fucking bar with the bartender two feet away from her yelling about having a fake ID and lots of being anger. in high school. Yep. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> but you have to remember Jesse, it's the fun bucket bar. Nobody gives a shit at the fun well, bucket. What's bar. funny to me about this is when Nikki well, so asks her, do you go to Tree Hill? Brooke is very, like, subtle and coy about answering and, like, very quietly, like, very subtly nods her head. So it's it's just funny to me because it's like, yeah, when you get asked the question, you're going to be subtle about it. But then Nikki's like, what brought you here? And she's like, rage at a fake ID. And I'm like, honey. <laughs> but also I thought about this too Nikki I don't think Nikki's 21 like Nikki's older but I don't think she's like that many years older than everybody else because I'm I assuming she, I think she is 21 she's like is she, I thought she was like 19 or 20 I didn't think she was 21 because that put her you know a good four or five years older than Jake with Ooh, uh, yeah guess, no, that's guess, a good point yeah so I'm sure never mind she's 20 yeah <laughs> She's 19 or 20 because I think it's the whole thing if she went to college, but she dropped out of college because she's got all the tuition money still from college right. that she's not going right. to. You're right. So, yeah. But yeah, so they chat and it's like, ew, ew, ew. Yeah. But even more ew, we get even more ew because then we get Dan coming to the mall to berate Nathan at his job at the pretzel kiosk. But right before that, Nathan dropped a whole uh, tray of pretzels on the floor. Which Jesse did already say before she'd eat that entire tray anyways. I would absolutely eat those pretzels. Like, sure. Just go, blow them off a little bit. Just uh, five second rule. Five second rule. Yeah. But yeah, so Dan's giving him such a hard time and being a jerk. And Nathan stands up to him and says, no, I'm doing this on my own, dad. Sorry. Go, go away. Go away. But uh, not before Nathan gives him a a pretzel for free. Because it was on the floor. Yeah. 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 Then. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Then we get back to the party and Brooke shows up with Nikki. I just love the disdain in your voice every time you say Nikki. Mine? It's just. Yes. Just. Because it's true. I mean, I know I it's hate like her. we're not supposed to like her. I know that none of us like her, but just just the the fact that you say her name in the same tone every single time, yeah. like this, like tone Nikki. of just, ugh, Nikki. <laughs> you mean because really I hate up. the bitch and I'm I tired of her Nikki. shit already? And she's only been in a few episodes. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, they <laughs> crash the party and they're having this fun game of drinking out of that vodka brand vodka bottle again because that's now just obvious as hell now. Thanks, <laughs> Jesse. I can never <laughs> unsee it. Nope, I can never unsee the vodka brand vodka bottle. At least and, there wasn't yeah. the Heisler brand beer because that's the brand of beer. It's got a red label, a generic red beer label, and it's br- the brand name is Heisler. And it is nope. in every single television show made probably after 2010 like it's all nick miller drinks and new girl and then after that i see it everywhere in all the tv shows yeah in this one they're just red they're just red solo cup in it because they got that and the vodka brand vodka vodka brand vodka yeah but i will say my favorite part about this scene is has nothing to do with brooke or nikki or anything it's the fact that they're actually playing the darkness 
And I died when I heard that. I don't know them. Do you don't you don't know that song? I don't think I believe so. in a thing called love. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that no, yeah. song. That's no, the song and that that was another and it makes me so happy. That was another moment where I'm like, the the music in this show has taken a turn for the better. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I love that. And then Nikki starts to give Lucas a hard time. Um, and then we get little scenes here and there where Peyton starts to mouth off to Nikki a little bit and call her skank. And then we get a Brooke and Peyton mouth off. And yeah, so that happens. Party gets messy. Party gets a little messy. Wait. Not as messy yet. Because then no. we get to Nathan. It who gets messier. Oh, it does. Then we go to Nathan who explains to Gary that he needs this job. Because if he doesn't, then he has to go live with Dan. And that nobody wants that. So Gary realizes what's going on. And he has a heart. And he lets Nathan off early because he heard about the party. And Nathan's like, well, you know, if you wanted to come. And he's like, all right. You stop kissing my ass and just go. <laughs> hey. So Nathan goes. Great. Then we get the most unexpected and disturbing scene in the entire series so far. I hate it so much. I can't stand it. Oh, God. No. Is this? Uh, yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. 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 I hate it. Fuck all kids. Dan goes over to Debs to collect his stuff because they're apparently divvying up part of their assets and they argue and. You know, then then it's the whole thing of well, what do you want, I Dan? You think they're divvying up assets? I think she's just like, please come get your fucking high school trophies. I don't yeah. want them in my yeah, house. Yeah, no, she yeah. said you need to come over by this date and get your shit out of my house, or I'm donating it all to Goodwill. Yep. And Deb, oh yeah, a she did make that joke. She made that joke at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Deb yeah, and Deb's been drinking some wine drunk. and makes jokes about how she shattered her half of their wedding crystal and um, about how if he wants half of everything, what does he want? Does he want the house? Does he want the car? Does he want the clothes off her back? So then she proceeds to throw keys at him and then strip in front of him and they're arguing and it's weird. And then the next thing you know, they're kissing and then she slaps him and then they kiss again and they end up sleeping together. And it's just, it's just weird. And I don't like it. Does anybody like it on this podcast? I can already tell you that answer. That's no. no. I hated it. Thanks. I hate it. No, no. Uh, Why? She's worked so hard to get him out of her life. She's trying, she's working so hard. And then, and then she gets a little wine drunk and that, Oh yeah. Deb. Yeah. Then we go back to the party and poor Haley is overwhelmed at the party as is poor mouth. Who's being carried along at the party. And he goes, Haley, Help! Some help, please. Please help. Please <laughs> help. Because he, so he just—he sounds so defeated. Like he knows right? he's not getting out of this, but he's asking for help anyway. Right. <laughs> Poor mouse. And I love the fact that as an actor, like he just shows up in two scenes. He's there on the DJ booth, and then he gets carried away, and that's it. It's like there you go, go mouth, right. <laughs> go mouth. Yeah, and then. We who then then things do get messier because then Peyton gets into it with both Brooke and Nikki and Nikki takes it a step further and gets it into it with Peyton. And she asks Peyton, she says, you got a problem? And Peyton says one of my favorite lines. Yeah, I do. It's called you, bitch. And Nikki proceeds to throw her into the refrigerator. (laughs) God, it's just a full on like hair pulling like 
knockdown drag out cat just... fight where yeah then nikki proceeds to you know yeah her and peyton get into it hardcore and nikki is wrecking nathan's apartment by throwing stools through windows and knocking over tables and coffee tables and it's yeah yep it's not good and then they finally get him pried apart and nikki being the bitch that she is lets it slip that lucas slept with her that well, she, she doesn't let it slip she no, no. She fully announces it. She fully announces it. That, no, like, she oh, heavily alludes and makes Lucas announce it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's how it goes. Yeah, which makes it even worse. Because, yeah, she tells them all, alludes to it, and Lucas has to tell them, yeah, no, she's the bar skank that he slept with. Yeah. Yeah. And that just makes Peyton and Brooke both super pissed at Lucas. And Brooke says another amazing line. And the fact that we get two of them within the span of like five minutes is great. And she goes all aboard. Or no, she goes the Lucas Scott betrayal train all aboard. Which I missed. I did not catch you that You didn't hear line. that one? Oh, yeah. She said all aboard the Lucas Scott betrayal train. Choo-choo, motherfucker. Choo-choo. Yeah. The, watching these two episodes back to back, episode 19 and 20, it was a little exhausting. I... Yeah. Didn't completely check out, but I did. I I was not paying as close attention as I usually do. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that happens. And Nathan gets home just in time for the cops to show up and get arrested. Yeah, I understand the citation thing. Can cops haul you to jail for being lippy? I guess yep. I don't know. Yeah? Yeah. I think, yeah. Okay. I think they can. Okay. Pretty sure that that's that's a thing. I okay. don't know. I've I've never been arrested, but I'm TV tells me that it's possible, so I'm gonna assume that it is. Right? Yeah. And then blah, then the next scene is Deb and Dan in bed together. Yuck. Just reminiscing. Reminisce about college. The you good know, old and, days. And how they skipped a break one one time because, you know, Deb didn't want to go home and tell her parents that she was pregnant. So they just hauled up in their dorm room all break and didn't leave. And then the phone rings and it's the sheriff's office. It's the cops they, they're telling them that they've got Nathan. So Dan nope. goes to, you know, get Nathan out of jail and get the charges dropped. And he berates Nathan the entire time they are getting out of there. And... Yeah, and tells him that, you know, he's going to come home because Dan got the charges dropped and they're done playing around here. And yeah, but then Lucas and Haley are there and they kind of back Nathan up and Nathan's like, yeah, I'm not going anywhere. And Dan gets pissed and mouths off to Lucas to ask his mother about what really happened back when he was little, if he's such a terrible father. Yeah. Yeah. Which just makes more questions than answers. Did we miss when Dan alluded that Karen did something or is that in this? Uh, that was in that little tirade where tirade. he was like, "Like you want to talk about what kind of father I am? Ask Karen what really happened after you were born or something. Mm-hmm. Right. So now we have a what did Karen do moment. Like, yep. So, yeah, that happens. Then we go to Lucas coming home and he and his mom have a chat, not about Dan, but about Keith. Not about the fact that Keith's leaving and yeah. they're both sad. Doll. Yeah. Yeah. Then Nathan and Haley get back to his place and Nathan explains to her that, that, you know, this party, that's par for the course. 
This was your coming out party for being popular, Hales. And she's a little shocked. She's like, wait, I'm popular now? What? This is weird. Okay. Yeah. Great. And then we get, oh, then we get Brooke sneaking in over to Peyton's house. And she's not sneaking in. You know that door was unlocked. No, that door was totally unlocked. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And they call a truce. And they're like, you know, Peyton asks if they're friends again. And Brooke says they aren't enemies anymore. And then Peyton says something about how she somehow expected more from Lucas. And then that she's sad that that didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was a sweet moment. I think. Yeah. Brooke learns. From what I've gathered about Brooke. She likes to push boundaries. She likes to just push, not boundaries, but she likes to push buttons and just push and push and push and see how far she can push people before they go away. Right. And then she blames the people for going away. That's something completely Mm -hmm. different. But I think this time she realized that she can't just keep pushing Peyton forever or she will go away. So it was, uh, I have to let up or I'm going to lose this person forever. Yeah. Which was sweet. I mean... Then we get just a couple more quick scenes, which is Keith telling Karen that he got the job and that he starts in a couple weeks and he's going to be leaving, which takes her a little by surprise. That you know he's actually going to leave, and then we get a Dan and Deb one where Dan comes over to Deb's and tells her that you know he, she should have the divorce. There's no going back for them, which is weird. I don't understand. The I have a theory that Dan literally just wanted the ego stroke of knowing that Deb still wanted him. And now that he has it, he's like, okay, I can move on now. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's weird. what that felt like to be like when he came on to her was like, yeah. was that was the ego boost for him. Um, right. yeah. Also, I want to go back to broken Peyton for a second because I love how the way that they like made up and ended their fight was it was kind of, it was a callback to when Peyton was explaining to Lucas that she and Brooke aren't friends anymore. She was like, yeah, girls don't really break up. We just kind of like bitch and fight until we work it out and then we get over it, but not this time. Mm -hmm. And then the exact way that they make up is they, they are like, yeah, we're not enemies anymore. And then they just immediately change the subject. And Brooke is like, so that Nikki bitch is crazy. Right. Right. (laughs) <laughs> and they just move on. Like, yep. I yeah. absolutely love that that's exactly what ends up happening and exactly how they mend their friendship is it's like they move on and they're just like, yeah, fuck that bitch. <laughs> like, I just yeah. I just really love that. And I just. Yeah, ugh, I love it's that. a testament to the fact that they've been friends for so many years that no matter yeah. what happens, they kind of know that they're always going to have each other whether or not. And I think that's even still in the back of Brooke's mind, which is why she was pushing Peyton so hard away is because she never thought that Peyton would actually say, okay, fine, we're done. Go away. Right. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. But yeah, then last part is we get um, Lucas at school and Peyton's coming to school and Lucas does a very bad job of explaining to Peyton everything that happened with Nikki and Peyton lays it out and tells him that when she was with Nathan, he was a pretty bad guy and she doesn't want to do that again. And she and said, she who knew that Nathan Caitlin. and Lucas, 
She said, who knew that Nathan and Lucas would switch places? And the episode ends. And, and if you could see, if you could see, I was say, if you could see the, the shitty and that Caitlin has on her face right now. I am the oh god. Uh, like I'm done. Uh, I've been waiting so long. You've just been waiting this twenty episodes, is- twenty weeks. It's fine. I've been waiting twenty weeks oh. of this podcast for this moment. <laughs> Because I just, I just, I, the defense rests. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's all I have. So done with you. (laughs) Anyway, the episode ends. What do we think about it? Did we like this episode? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm indifferent about this episode entirely because I feel like, yeah, more action happens, but nothing else really happens. Like, the only thing that good that comes out of it is the fact that Peyton and Brooke are no longer enemies. But they don't really say they're friends again. So it's like, okay, yeah. great. And, yeah. Well, it's also like, we've talked about this before, where because we're watching, like, when we record these episodes, we watch two episodes and record two episodes oh. of the podcast at a time. And so because of that, like, we see, we've we've managed to do it in a way that, like, Every episode that we've picked, like the two episodes that we watched, they go together. And this episode, I feel like, was very much a, oh, shit, we have to wrap up everything that happened the last episode so we can move on to the last two episodes of the season. Mm-hmm. And that's just yeah. what, that's what it felt like to me was just them wrapping everything up. And, I, yeah, I feel like, yeah, this episode is a little bit of a wrap-up, but at the same time, I, th- I still think it has more things especially and i feel like what it's gearing up for is something with lucas because they're not resolving anything with lucas at this point everyone else is getting a little bit of resolution like we know we know nathan and Haley are good we know they're very good we know now brooke and peyton are somewhat better than they used to be they're getting there lucas lucas is not good with anybody except Haley. really at this point like his drama with peyton and brooke is still not great because they no, both he just has, got really at this point. He has effectively ruined his life and yeah, made the people in his life think that Nathan is a better person. Yeah, like no, Luke, which, that's if we had said that, that Lucas has again, fucked up. If yeah. we had said that back in episode one, episode two, episode three, Jesse would have thought we were absolutely crazy. And I'm pretty sure she did when Caitlin spilled the beans about this. That you know, no, we talked Nathan about is it because I, I listened. So in in timeline of recording and everything, I episode two of the podcast just released and I was listening to it and I bring up the fact that I will go on many tirades about how Nathan Scott is the better Scott brother. And Jesse groaned, (laughs) Jesse groans and is like, how? And well, so too, he, Nathan is squarely in bad boyfriend territory. Oh, Mm -hmm. He's telling Peyton she must be on her period and is being too emotional and yeah. is oh absolutely no you're not wrong but it's just it's just funny that like yeah it was here we are I literally just listened later, to it and... and it was episode two yeah, <laughs> yeah. episode two the first was the first time that I brought up my argument that Nathan is the better Scott brother and Jesse was like uh impossible sure? <laughs> impossible now Jesse how do we feel about that now. No, I mean, 
Lucas still has glimmers of hope for me. I talked about that last episode, how he is, he loves his mom. He is very like loyal to Haley. He's worked through all his bullshit with Haley, you -hmm. know, like, so he has some glimmers still. I, but he has burnt every bridge. Every bridge in his life has been burnt down or damaged or, uh, uh, you know, so I think he is in for a rude awakening. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how the season ends. Yep. I didn't hate this episode as much. I hate Nikki so much. She is such. Yeah. Th- the show, the characters, our core characters are so well written. And I find their the drama amongst just our core, what, four, five, five, five. you know, yeah. I I find their drama so interesting that adding Nikki in is just it's messy. I don't like her. She's not necessary for me to care or to escalate well, the I drama think, in these people. I think that's lives. the whole point of it. I think Nikki at her core, if you want to talk about a character trait is chaotic. Yeah. That that would be one word that I would definitely use to describe Nikki is chaotic because everything she touches goes to shit. And I mean, yeah. you know, and I think they're gearing up. Obviously they're gearing up for something between her and Jake. I mean, obviously the fact that she's teasing, you know, about she wants to be in her daughter's life this whole time just screams that out of like, Oh, she's something's going to happen. You know, yeah. we don't know what yet, but you know, she's yeah. there for a reason, not just to be a psycho bitch. And right now from where I'm sitting, mm-hmm. she's, she is completely unnecessary and I like groan every time she's on screen. I'm just like, why? Yeah. Why? I mean, in fairness I, though, like I know the, the purpose that she has and yeah. I also groan. So yeah, you're not alone same. there. Like that's like, yeah, I know exactly the what general Nikki reaction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I know exactly what she does. And you still hear the disdain in my voice every time I say the name Nikki. Right. Like, no. ew. Just ew. Nikki. Ugh. So Ugh. at this moment, um, Ben and I had a had a Hamilton moment where he uh, the credits are rolling and he turns to me. He's like, can we get back to basketball? And I said, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love That's it. Best. Uh, yeah, because we haven't had basketball. These nope. two episodes had hardly, they had a little bit of basketball where Lucas sucked we and that was Lucas it. Lucas being bad at basketball. Uh, yeah. He took who, his spleen out. He has no doubt. I'm craving basketball now. I, <laughs> I'm <Right>? over it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So we have anything else we want to say before we wrap this one up, kids? Nope. Coolio. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us, guys. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. Don't forget to rate, like, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to us on social media. We are, I think, on everything pretty much at On Wednesday's Pod. And yeah, that's going to do it for us. We're going to see you guys next week for episode 21 of season one of One Tree Hill. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.